Holy smokes, can you believe what just happened? We just had a fantastic pod with the likes of Eric J, Griffin Fulkerson. Really excited for you guys to be able to listen to this. Uh, man, just really good stuff. We only churn out top quality content, y'all. It's top quality, baby. It's top shelf. It's top shelf. Really proud of it. I think you guys are going to love it. Uh, we talked to Griffin a little bit about his matchup with Cook. He hashes over the trade. Um, a little bit of his catch up with him personally, organizational desires, and uh, and his plans moving forward, updates. Just really good stuff. That is on the second half of the pod. If you want to go to that spot, that's later in the pod. Eric J and me are going to start off the the discussion, and we start off heavy. We start off hot, reviewing a little bit of the the power rankings, spending some time on both myself, but also on Shacklet to give him his proper roasting with his QB depth. We actually review the draft. Man, that was one of my favorite parts of this pod is going through the draft, seeing what that looks like now. It's very, very interesting. I think you guys are going to love it. We discuss winning streaks. We discuss uh, we discuss playoff standings. I mean, we just we cover a lot of good stuff. And I mean, it's it's Wednesday, ten oh one right now. And I'm gonna try to get this all out in a little bit of time. But man, it's my pleasure serving this place. It's my pleasure serving uh, the Pump Fake podcast. Uh, the Pump Fake or God, Leah can't even speak. It's my sir. It's my jeez. <laughs> It is my pleasure to serve the Fight Club Fantasy Football League because I'm telling you, this season has got some spicy stuff. It's got some great foundational pieces, and I love what we've got here. So, shouts out to all of you. Love you. Hope you enjoy the pod. It's going to be phenomenal. Um, Yeah, just know that I love you. See ya. This is this is my voice, and I'm on with who else but the the Eric late Jay. great Eric Johnson. Late great, we in here. Uh, give me a uh, give me a give me a, a spiel or something. Give me something to work with so I can hear it in here. I'll take. Um, I'll just go back to what we were just discussing. Our recent hot take of. Uh, I'd be curious if everyone in the league bring this up to them. When was the last time you were on Facebook on a desktop device on a computer of sorts? It was a very strange experience when I logged in and had the little chat thing. It just—it was very nostalgic to looking back and seeing when I used to get on there on my home computer and see who was online and who I could chat with on Facebook. Wow, maybe yearn for the days of old. I think that uh, I th- do. You think that our power rankings alone have gotten us back into the the browser? That's the only time that these people yeah. ever would have done it. They're like, oh yeah, yeah I would have never done it before. All right, let yeah, me see maybe, if yeah, this maybe is uh, X X to download power rankings yeah. or something like <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> Why would you ever? Get- Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Off to a hot pod. I don't have the wife at home, so I'm really excited. Me and uh, I got the great Eric Johnson with me today. Eric, you want to say what's up, my fam? How's it going, everybody? Woo! This is going to be a rambunctious pod. No doubt I'm about it. I'm fired up. You're fired up. <laughs> we got the drink going. It's going to be a good one. <laughs> yeah, just to uh, just to kick us off, I'm drinking uh, Jim Beam's Double Black Aged Bourbon, uh, sponsored by Mila Kunis on, uh, on, I don't know, highest rated bourbon. And I can tell you right now, that's a fat lie, because this stuff is absolute <laughs> trash. And uh, I want to go on record saying that on the podcast, but... 
It is pod juice. So I'd like to also go ahead on record and put my plug in for Makers 49, uh, which I'm not currently drinking, but was drinking uh, last weekend over Retweet. the birthday weekend, and it was choice. Retweet. So an opposite of yours would highly recommend that Absolutely. if anyone's looking for a little bourbon for the weekend. Man. Love that. So, me and Eric J have got a lineup for you guys. I think this pod's going to be super great, and we're kicking off with Eric Johnson here. Um, I want to kind of take a deep breath. We've got a lot to discuss. Uh, you want to start with power rankings? Do you want to start with power rankings? Do you have a Do you have a preference you'd like to start with? Um, we can start with just going through the power rankings. Okay. Um, I've got them pulled up here. First off, I mean. Kudos to Alex Cook. I was going to say. Really I, great work on these rankings. I am just so satisfied. Yeah, and I guess I don't. I wasn't expecting it from Cook. So if you could actually walk the yeah. league through how this decision was made, how did Cook get into the works, obviously, yeah. you know. Um, if I remember correctly, so the rankings is always kind of a toss-up. Who's going to do them? Are you going to do them? I can't do them this week. I would say the process almost always initially starts with Evan texting me saying, are you going to do them? It's usually a no from me because yeah. um, <laughs> my life Naturally. doesn't allow for a lot of ranking times, although uh, some stuff in the schedule just opened yeah. up, so maybe I'll pop back maybe in some free time. Um, but then I think Evan then reaches out to Connor is usually option three. Who did them before? And I think Alex just said something in the group meet. I think he just said, like, I'll do them this week. And so I I think we just let it. There you have it. So I think that's kind of how it happened. And yeah, I will. Uh, I will second exactly what you're saying here. I think that the power rankings, as the 12th rated person in the in the power rankings, I loved them. I mean, I opened up and I was like, wow, this is brilliant. I mean, the reference to friends. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I mean, I'm gonna suck this year, but everybody loves Ben P. Like, all right, listen, I'm about it. This show sucks, but people love it. So I love it. They eat it up. I'm about it. I think it's great. I think it's great. Um, yeah, this the, was really good. It appeared to it appealed to both my analytics side with the nice table at the beginning. Yes, it's brilliant. Like all these metrics that was awesome, but then also the graphics with the TV and movie references. I mean. This, this may be the best rankings we've had this year, wow. honestly. Like, Man. Cook is just firing on all cylinders. I, can, I was about to say, can we just take a moment for Cook? Like, just like, what an addition to the league. What a freaking addition. I mean, he says he's coming out here making a name for himself, drafts two quarterbacks in the draft. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, I'll take some credit because I put him last in the absolutely preseason dead rankings. Right. I feel like that really lit a fire on him <laughs> to produce this content. Yeah, he's just out here making a name for himself, though. He's really, he's really becoming a... A, a very stable pillar on uh, on which uh, yeah. our fantasy football group is uh, is compiled of. It's really great. Really, stuff. really interesting too, because you can use this to really see what kind of you know movies does Cook like. What kind of TV mm. shows is he into? You know, clearly a fan of Arrested Development. Obviously, a part of the Ball which family. Is good. He knows yeah. about the Ball family. <laughs> ball, family. <laughs> ball family insider. Um, oh man, Scrubs, but, Breaking Bad, a lot of great stuff here. A lot of great stuff. Yeah, but I guess diving into the actual content of the rankings i mean he definitely threw some curveballs in there yeah um i mean there were some things i think we definitely expected yourself at the bottom no yeah. brainer bank that in easy mark <laughs> right there with you that's 
that's pretty clear. Yeah, is there any? Uh, I, I know that, uh, I mean, the bottom three of the league are pretty trash. I mean, yeah. probably it was probably pretty easy to figure that out. I, I just want to take um, a moment here. Just I give me one four. second. Uh, if you if if we are going to split hairs at the bottom of the league, I understand that we're all trash. I get that. But uh, but is there any surprises with me being dead last, Mark being second to last, and, and Isaac being that? Again, I do have a win, and I do have uh, luck on my side in a lot of ways. This is true. <laughs> I mean, if I were doing the rankings this week, I would have put Mark last. Yeah. Okay. All right. I would have put you eleventh. While we've uh, while we've got Mark on the topic here, is there any advice you have personally for Mark? As he's yeah. as he's honestly just uh, he looks like Kaim in a swimming pool right now, just just struggling to stay afloat. <laughs> I mean, all, all I can say to Mark is you just got to keep your eyes on the prize. Just oh. fantasy has its ups, fantasy has its down, but you can't give up. You can't throw it in. There's no benefits to tanking. You can't trade your effing draft picks anymore. So all you can do is buckle down, lock in on the wires, lock in on some trades, lock in on your matchups, and just stay the course. I mean, I've seen people turn around bad records like this before and squeak into the playoffs. It's not unheard of. And you're still fighting for the reputation of your franchise, the reputation of your name as a manager. So yeah, you just got to stay the course. Just yeah. got to stay the course. Love that. I love to hear that. Uh, Mark, I hope you take that to heart and uh, continue to uh, yeah stay on the grind. That's, uh, that's good. That's Mark, good advice. Mark only has $13 in fab left. I'm telling him to get diligent on the wires. He's already blown all his fab money. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe, oh, maybe that's part of a lost cause. Yeah. But... Right. Still plenty of plenty of moves to be made. But, yeah, I definitely agree with the, the notion account that, I mean, the bottom four teams right now, yourself, Mark, Isaac, and Evan, I mean, I feel like there's a big gap between those bottom four and the next eight. Where I could see anybody in the next eight right now making the playoffs – anybody in the bottom four, I just don't see it. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's that's the – yeah, I – you're not you're not ruffling any of my feathers. It's not like I haven't gone through these these metrics myself. Um, but while we're on the bottom four, before we get out of the bottom four, maybe talk about some things ahead. I do want to take some some time, some purposeful time to talk about Evan S. Uh, he's a he's a dear dear friend of ours. Um, he's called me twice today, and I have not called him back. That is my fault. Um, but he was ranked number nine. With uh, the Kyler and Kamara Komodos, Evan Shacklett, uh, Ball and the family. I mean, I just – this is just going to be its own little segment here where we just get to talk about Evan. Um, yeah. I'd like to if, take the time. I think we should just walk through Evan's QB management from start to finish. Sure. I think that's let me just tell. Let me just tell you what's happened. So take it back to draft day. Draft day. Eighth round. Evan is picking directly before me. Mm. Drafts none other than Cam Newton. Cam we saw himself. this all coming a mile away. Yeah. He's hooting and hollering about how great Cam is, how he's excited that Cam fell to him, and his team's ready to rock, repeat everything they did last year, blah, blah, blah. Immediately after that pick, important to note, I took Russell Wilson, hmm. the now third overall ranked wow. QB, who has just been dropping bombs day and night for your boy over here. So important to note that Evan could have grabbed him. Yeah. So uh... he's got Cam, first two weeks, Cam is just pap. It's clear he's injured. He's washed. We don't know. Messed up hairdo. Looking like a grandma. He's just just wearing ridiculous outfits. Evan finally gets fed up, which I I applaud him for for cutting the cord as quick as he did. Gets fed up. As quick as he did. As quick as he did. It only took two weeks. It only (laughs) took two weeks. Okay, well, okay. In reference, uh, have you ever... uh, Have you ever shared an experience of really hard to cut the cord with someone, but you did it? 
Is there any? Do you have any off the dome that you're just like, man? Because you're still battling with Lashawn McCoy. Because he, he would have been probably the the no brainer guy. But do, yeah, you, do you know anyone? That, back in. Yeah. But anyways, I mean, I think two weeks. I mean, I, I mean, it's easy to hang on to those QBs. Yeah, okay. Evan dropped him. He picked up Matt Stafford for week three. So week three. Uh, Matt Stafford had 16 points, which isn't bad. I mean, it's better than Cam was doing, but not an elite QB performance by any means. But Evan got his first dub of the year. I mean, partially because Mike Evans had 40 points, but still decent QB play. Partially. supported that. Um, So then week four, he just dumps Matthew Stafford for unknown reasons and moves to Kyle Allen, who had a great week the week before, but I don't know what made him want to believe in in the Panthers' offense, or really that quarterback. So he moves to Kyle Allen week four, who drops a fat turd of five points. <laughs> and if he would have left Stafford in, he yes. would have won. Oh, my goodness. See, that's what – I love that stat. I love that yeah. breakdown. That's amazing. That's truly great. Yeah. Wow. And so we don't know what's going on with that management. And now he's on to Kyler Murray. So Kyler's been okay. Kyler's the 14th-ranked QB right now. He's had decent games. I don't think he's gone below like 16 or 17 points. He's been like 17 to 23-ish maybe these first four weeks. So not bad. He's the 14th ranked QB. But is that going to be the answer to Evan's season? No. But do I think it'll right the ship? Probably. (laughs) If he he leaves him in the lineup. Yeah. We'll (laughs) see if he makes any moves, like maybe dumps him this week on the waiver wire. Right. Um, I mean, yeah, I'll pick him up for a sack of peanuts off the wire. (laughs) Crap. Sack of peanuts. Dang it. So his his management has been all over the place. So I I don't feel bad for his current situation as much of it was self-inflicted. But, I mean, there's a reason he's number nine. I mean, he's got two running backs that were drafted in the top, what, Oh, I mean, they're in the top round. Oh, yeah. Top five picks, and then Mike Evans in the top round. Yes. So, Um, I mean, that's nothing to shy on by any means. So, with a decent QB, I mean, that could be all he needs. I mean, does he rip off like three straight wins in a row, maybe? This brings up actually our next talking point, which is uh, I, I don't, I mean, it stays on Evan and what we think that his team could do with a lineup that does. Kyler Murray, David Johnson, Alvin Kamara, Mike Evans. It's just unreal to say yeah. that's your first yeah. four. I mean, okay, and then it almost makes you wonder how he could have got a lineup like that. Yes, and then da- like, what did he? What did he have to trade? Who? Who was he involved with? Was this person really hand. aware of what was going on in fantasy? It just raises a lot of questions. Hand and face here. That's all. That's all I got here. Hand and face <laughs> is what Eric Johnson is seeing through his phone. Uh, he's got Waller at the tight end position. He's he's got a, a Broncos player that he can hoop and holler about all season long with mm-hmm. Emmanuel Sanders. So yeah, I guess the question is as we look up his lineup. We've got Isaac. I just want you. I need you to take a moment, get in your own head. You don't need to be looking at anything. I'm gonna I'm gonna go from here. All right, I'm with you, Eric Johnson. We're together. All right, right. week five, Evan versus Isaac Meisner. Win or loss? Evan wins. I think it's a win. Week six, Evan S. versus Alex Cook. Win or loss? Oh, who's are people on by? That's the question. Uh, Yeah, I guess I can give you a quick snip. Is like again, I'm trying to fan through these and just get your immediate response. Yeah. But Marlon Mack is on by. Evan's starting lineup as of right now is all starting. All right, Evan wins. Evan, Evan wins. I think Evan wins. Week seven, he's got me. Oh, crap. Uh, duh. <laughs> that's See, so like funny. I said, he, he could rip off three in a row. Like so there's nothing. three. Yeah, there's three and in a row what? right there. And then he's at four and three right in playoff contention. Wow. 
Yes, I mean... I mean, it could turn just like that. And so me and Evan actually had a conversation about this, which is in-depth, you know, podcast study by your boy. We were just talking on the phone. But he was talking about how... um, Dang it. I lost my train of thought. Give me a second. This stays on the pod. This this stays on the pod. Yeah, we were talking about his win streak. Um, Unfiltered. Pod's coming at you. Daggone it. Because it was him talking about... Oh, that's right. Okay, so great. I'm so glad that I got it back. That was dangerous. Um, nice. Is that recovery. when you are in the position of a 2-2 two and two team like Luke, or maybe a 2-3-1 and two, <laughs> and one team like yourself, what happens down the stretch is you go into weeks like week 5, week 6, week 7, and you understand that there's a luck portion of this that if, and, uh, if indeed you go up against... 168 points, 170 points, and you lose at 120, 130, a good output game, you realize that the luck there is very, very bad and it sucks for you. But at 3-1, and one, you can take an L and keep moving forward, whereas 1-3, where Evan's at right now, any bad luck, any strikes of lightning yeah. that hit him once, Lord, if they hit him twice, he's screwed. Yeah, like, it's just right done. Yeah. So there's this, there's this idea that where you're in your – in control of your own destiny at three and one like yourself or two and two even you can kind of you control most of what happens but if you're at the fate of one bad luck game or two bad luck games and you're screwed now you're one and four or two and four then i don't know it's just it's very interesting so as the games go on i think that the pressure only it only increases for evan because he takes one l it hurts a whole lot more than someone else yeah Absolutely. Yeah. But I think he could easily turn those next three into wins. But, I mean, like you said, if he catches real bad luck against Alex or, or something in week two, and then maybe even if he goes two and one, that puts him at three and three. Right. Right? Or, no, three and four. Three and four. Three and four. Which is still a tough spot. I mean, still below 500. Three and four, week seven with five games left. That means, like, three and four. That means I would say he would have to, with five games left, he would have to win four out of five. Yeah. To, yeah, because yeah, you need seven wins at least. I mean, yeah. I, mm. Yeah, that's going to be tough. So, so big, we'll see. Big stretch coming up for Evan. Yeah, big and I can't and wait. And the other teams. And the other teams. He's got a lot going uh, for him. Obviously, his team is good. But, man, I cannot wait to rip him apart for future. <laughs> if he does not make the playoffs with this team, I literally, oh, Eric Johnson, I will not let it go to bed. <laughs> I won't. I oh, will I not. It will never find a resting place in my life. I will always say, you remember that time you had three first rounders and, you know, top ten quarterback if Kyler Murray turns out that way and you couldn't even make it in the playoffs? You're the worst manager of all time. Your confidence should be through the ground. Yeah, absolutely. It's just things I'm it's looking right. forward to. It's just bright spots, yeah. silver linings in my fantasy year this yeah. year, so... Yeah, it's true and it's fair, so I support it. <laughs> it's tough, but it's fair. Yeah. Um, but okay. looking at the top of the rankings, now that we're, we yes. spent way too much time talking about the bottom feeders. I love talking um, about Evan, though. I'm sorry. The, the, I agree that very much with Alex's assessment that, you know, the top eight gets tricky. Who do you put where? Yeah. Um, the thing that jumps off to me, I haven't been a huge Patrick Perryman supporter, hmm. um, and he's got him at number two. Um Patrick Perryman, the person, or Patrick Perryman, the organization? Oh, the organization. Big fan of the person. Okay, great. fan, just (laughs) ideal human. Great guy. But, um, like, I guess Alec's argument is, like, he expects to see Gurley's and Rogers' uh, production increase. Uh, I don't really agree with that. I mean, 
the Packers, if anything, have been inconsistent in their play calling and kind of what they're doing there with the offense. And I think Gurley's totally shot. I've been saying since before the preseason. I don't think he's going to be good. I mean, he's okay. Yeah. But I do not think he's going to be good by any stretch. And if anything, as the season wears on with his no knees, I would expect his production to go down. Or <laughs> So... Uh, I don't really agree with that assessment on Patrick. I'd probably yeah. have him closer to the bottom. But most of his other ones I agree with, like you got Connor and Tiz up there. Himself at number one, you just can't argue against that by any stretch. With a slap um, of the office, too, man. What a take. I love it. Me and Griff are right there in it, you know, especially in points forward. Kind of got in a little thicket there, like me, Griff, Connor, and them. So yeah. I think you could really cut this any way, any way you want it. And it'd be fine. Other than the bottom four, Cook at the top, I think that's what's clear. And that middle section, I think you can cut however you want. But Patrick's really the only one I disagree with. Yeah, and if you were moving him anywhere, you move him down maybe a spot, maybe two. If you were in my rankings, I would have put him. I would have put him below Luke. I would have put him below Connor, Alec. I probably would have put him where I was. I probably would have put him at seven. Okay. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, I beat him. My record's better than his. I think I got more points scored than him, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Let's look. Let's do I don't want to say I have more points scored than somebody when I don't. Hot take by um, Eric J. Hot stats. Nope, I do. I do have more points scored than him, a better record, and I beat him heads up. So, you know, yeah. I probably would have put him close to where I was and maybe moved everybody else up one spot. A feasible argument that's, with those stats that's that you just the laid only out. Change I, made. I would put Patrick at seven and move everybody else up to up one. Okay. Man, okay. Well, that's cool. Um, I will say from the bottom of the league looking up, I don't have much yep. to say to uh, yeah. discredit. It's tough to see from down there. Who could yeah. blame you? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty pretty covered. I'm smothered right now. Yeah. So, uh, But I just I just can't get away, man. Great stuff with the culture, the video culture here with Scrubs, mm-hmm. Breaking Bad, 007. I just Absolutely. loved all that. Loved all that. So that's I what I can see so from much. the bottom of the league is that yeah. that was good. So Yeah. yeah. Made my okay. week. It was awesome. It's awesome. Okay, so we were able to kind of discuss the power rankings. Um, we've got the timeline of Evans, QB in there. I love being able to just thoroughly thrash on Evan there a little bit. Um, I think that you have some boomer bust stats that we would like to that we would like to mull over together. I'm excited for this. If you could walk us into what we're we're, we're venturing into. Yep, I'll go out there with you. I just think it's interesting. I mean, the season's still young, so you don't really know. But after four weeks, it's always fun to go back and look at the draft board mm-hmm. and see who went where and who panned out. This is so how exciting. You thought, how you thought they would. This is a great idea. Who panned out, maybe how you didn't. Um, so what I was thinking through some some booms as I looked at, at our draft boards, I'm thinking I'll, I'll pick a few. Um, of myself too. I'm on both. I'm on the boom and the bust list. Sure, sure. I'm sure everyone <laughs> is on there. Like I'm looking at like Derrick Henry taken in the fourth round. Yeah. RB three right now. Yep. Looking good. Getting ton just bell cow. Got 26 carries last week. Yep. Just looking real good after years of Evan harping on the Derrick Henry train and finally abandoning ship. I have picked up the mantle <laughs> and under some new management, Henry is running with it. That's great. Um, I would so imagine that, I that is a pretty a pretty choice pick there um, in the fourth round um, ahead of um, some like Sony Michelle went yeah. before him. I was going to imagine. I mean, went, you went said almost a full round went like eight picks before Derrick Henry and Sony Michelle is just washed. Yeah. Um, 
Sonny Michelle. I, I mean, I would even throw Julian Elman, David Montgomery, Karen Johnson, all people you would, Aaron Jones, all people who you do not want. Yeah. Who you would trade, like straight up, if I offered Derrick Henry for like Josh Jacobs, Chris Carson, Carry uh, on Johnson, Demarai. Most people would probably take that. Most yeah. people would probably do that. And I think that's even true <laughs> about the next pick over with Mark Ingram, as we've seen with yeah. Connor. I Mark mean, Ingram's he's been, been good too. That's another yeah. boom, though. He's and been good. Exactly. And I think the same thing yeah. is true. I mean, yeah. if you Mark Ingram, a whole entire round before him was Devonte Freeman, and mm-hmm. both selected by Connor. But I mean, trade for trade, done. Yeah. Like, it's it's a no brainer, yeah. and it's kind of yeah, you're taking Ingram for yeah. sure. And it's funny. So right above that pick for me was Damian Williams, who is fat bust who everybody yelled at me in draft day was yeah. going to be a fat bust yeah. and has been I mean mostly because I mean he's been injured but now he's in his timeshare with McCoy I guess when he yeah. comes back so like I don't know he looked decent the games he was playing he did pretty good but I mean who knows what that's going to look like definitely not worthy of a third round I mean I would much rather have almost anybody pick yeah. I'd rather have Josh Jacobs Chris Carson Aaron Jones Marlon Mack Karen Johnson Dave Montgomery they all went right after him I would take yeah. any of them yeah. over Damian Williams I think this is so good because you can I don't know I, I don't know if what you're listening you're just listening to this part at this point but if you have time to go back I think it's a, a very important study for future draft sessions if you can actually look back and see your results like even your team because like I go to the third round 3.2 and I see Stefan Diggs is what I thought was I mean number one on my I mean, Great was segue. he really? Was he really? Yep. Oh, my gosh. See, that's the thing. But I pick him up. And, again, I just think we all can learn. So even Patrick Mahomes going in the third round like that, I would have thought that was blasphemy at the time because of the quarterback depth. But we've seen that every single time that he goes off, he goes off big, and it's worth yeah, it. And it's, it's just kind of – I mean, I would know. you rather have Pat Mahomes or Stephon Diggs? <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. But, yeah, that could be lying. My, my team literally could have looked like Alvin Kamara, Leonard Fournette, which had a good game last week, and then Patrick Mahomes. Or, like, I mean – Whatever, yeah. And then you could have just taken um, – you still could have taken Kenny Galladay. Could you have met? Yeah, if you just go through you the team. And Tyler – you could have switched yours up and taken Pat Mahomes and then taken Kenny Galladay and Tyler Lockett, who's been awesome, before yeah. Connor grabs him one spot ahead of you. That would have been sick. That's amazing. That's amazing. Do yeah. you want to do you want to harp on Stefan Diggs anymore? Because I think that yeah. there's thorough thrashing to be done here. Yes. Stefan Diggs, huge bust. God. I mean – one of the what's what's interesting, and I'm glad I didn't fall into this trap. So one of the hot takes that I was kind of believing before the draft was everybody was real hyped up on these um, these receivers for the Vikings, and the theory was kind of okay if these receivers are going to be so good, then Kirk Cousins is going to be good. Like someone's got to throw these people the ball. Right. So I kind of been contemplating before the draft, even like, ooh, do I go for the Kirk Cousins pull late? Because I kind of agreed with that line of thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, that really hasn't panned out, and neither has Diggs. I mean, 4.7, 9.43, I mean, Mike Evans scored more points than that in a single game. That's, yeah, that's bad. Um, like, that's real bad. And I, I, the Vikings offense just looks terrible. I think, did they get shut out last week? In that uh, game, the Bears really took like care of almost, business. They almost, they almost got out. shut out. They did not get shut out. Yeah. They might have either had a late game touchdown, uh, or it was two field goals or something. So it was it was small. Yeah, but, and it's not even like it's just the stats. Dix has also fumbled twice already I know. this year. And like, the first touchdown that he scored for someone yeah. who looked so good, and we were expecting him and Thielen to still keep up that 
co-wide receiver one. You can have either, and you're going to get some points. Right. Maybe they take away from each other a little bit, but they're also giving each other stuff because the defense has to account for both of them. And Thielen has still been fine, but Diggs just looks terrible. So, yeah, that's maybe yeah. one of the biggest busts, especially for somebody who went in round three um, ahead of, uh, some people have turned out a lot yeah. better, and it's hard to it's hard to anticipate that Cook is going to be as good as he was this game with his ability to run. They realize that the mm-hmm. offense needed to flow through him, so yeah. they don't throw as much. And when they are throwing, they're throwing it to Thielen anyways. So, yeah, it really was tough. It's been tough to watch all season. And the thing was is that I held on to him for probably one week too long before getting mm-hmm. trade value out of a player yeah. who's not performing. And yeah. I mean, at that trick someone into oh, he's going to yeah, bounce back. Exactly. But now no one wants him. And now it, it really is. I have to ride this train out until he blows yeah, up for three games. Him, I guess. It's really bad. <laughs> it's really bad. I will say there's only one other person that might have busted bigger than the Stefan Diggs. Who? Antonio Brown. But yeah, uh, <laughs> I, 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 like, I, I, I say I say Diggs was number one. I was really lying. Antonio Brown. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Complete head case. Just unbelievable this Lord. season. The roller coaster is yeah, real. You're just total meltdown of a yeah. player. Could you walk I mean, me through some big. of the times that you got news about like him? Is there like? There's, I mean, I was going through just a roller coaster yeah. emotion. Uh, so obviously, I swung big in the first two rounds. One of them panned out. One of them did not. Zeke's looking good. Picked him up at four. No, I've got. I'm feeling great about that pick, but I figured why not swing for the fences again? Try yeah. my luck this year because if Antonio Brown's good and plays, I mean that's someone who was routinely a top five pick. If he played for the he Patriots, are you kidding juice. me? Yeah. If you had Zeke yeah. Elliott, him on the Patriots, right. like so. I was worried at first, but uh, once things started to go south, but I was holding out hope that he'd get on a team and things would be fine. And I had the depth. I thought to weather the storm a little bit yeah. through a few first weeks. But then he gets on the Patriots, and I'm just elated because the yeah. Pats are my team. I'm hype. I'm like, this is good. They're going to keep this man in check, and he's just going to soar. First game, tutty, looking great. Yeah. I'm like, Back shoulder, braided. I was like, I'm about to look so good. I took these guys with nobody wanting them. I'm about to look like manager of the year. I'm planning my championship speech. And then he turned out to be a rapist. Yeah, no big so deal. No big deal. That was, that's a real letdown. <laughs> it just turns out that he's out there raping people. Woo, love so, that. Something that um, we can't support in this franchise, can't support, do not tolerate. Some people may be asking, Eric, then why is he still on your roster? Good question. Um, I've been trying to drop him, but I can't win any way for bids. So he never gets dropped. Because <laughs> I've lost every player I've been for like the past two weeks. I lost my tight end. I lost Josh Howard today. So I can't, I can't cut yeah. him, but I'm trying. Yeah. So he's going to get cut. If you want to pick him up, you're going to see him out there eventually. Um, but yeah, that was a real roller coaster and definitely the biggest bust of the year. I mean, total chaos. I mean, and yeah. just total bust for life. <laughs> like, is he, the biggest, is he the biggest loser of 2019? Yeah, it hurts. Uh, it hurts. Like, at least a guy like. Calvin Johnson went out. I retired because I wanted to stay healthy. I want to do this stuff. And, yeah, I mean, he was at the top as the wide receiver game as you possibly could. With Antonio Brown, it is a just a a, a cluster F of content that comes out, and he's, like, no longer in the league right now. And not I'm, I'm not going to remember him as a, a stealer. I'll remember him as a great fantasy player and obviously as a great wide receiver, toe-tap yeah. Antonio Brown, duh. But yeah. – all this stuff will linger for a long time, and it's going to be really hard yeah. to 
I don't know, remember him any other yeah. way because you went out so bad. So that's, yeah, it's it's gonna be real tough for his career, but yeah. that's what happens when you assault people. So yeah. you assault bring people. it on yourself. So he was a big bust. Um, another person, another interesting that we've had some high up receiver bust. Also going to put Hopkins on the bust list. Interesting. He hasn't performed as obviously – I mean, he hasn't performed in the top five, I believe, right? Yeah, I'm going to pull up his um, – I'm going to pull up his numbers because I don't want to disparage a player without giving them the proper yeah. the proper ranking. You can so click right on the draft thing. So in PPR, sure. yeah, in PPR, he's the 22nd <laughs> wide receiver right now. Um, 27 points week one. Very solid, but then six and a half, nine point seven, four point six. Yeah. I mean, pretty poor, especially for someone you took with the six pick. Oh, yeah, six, six, pick. six pick. I mean, you're expecting like huge production out of that pick. I mean, Nick Chubb's still on the boards. Devonte Adams, who went off last week, still on the board. Le'Veon Bell, Bell, Calfish, Grupper, Gruff was still on the board. Julio on the board. I mean, you're you're banking a lot on that pick coming through for you, especially when you pass yeah. on an RB in that situation. Um, luckily, he picked up Dalvin Cook, who's been real solid, so he's not struggling there by any means. But just, yeah, the, the Hopkins train there, just yeah. no good, which is very surprising because I haven't watched a ton of the Texans, but, I mean, Watson's been good. Right. They, they haven't been a terrible team. Right. I mean, Hopkins did suplex that guy, so that's something. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know, so that's tough, and I don't know if I, if this is just a little low and it's going to turn around or not. What do you think? Is Hopkins going to turn around, or should I be hitting Tiz up? for some trades and see if I can scoop up a buy low receiver here. Yeah. I still think that DeAndre is, by all accounts, I mean, you, if you want to go buy low, I definitely think it's time. I mean, you, you yeah. go, I don't think the Tiz is going to sell low because I think he's that good. Yeah. But getting the eight targets, seven targets, eight targets, 13 targets, I, I mean, catching five of the eight, six of the seven, five of the eight, mm-hmm. eight of 13. I, not that it's all about targets. Obviously, I've gotten into a problem with targets before and Danny Amendola. <laughs> But DeAndre is, I mean, he's hes unbelievable. I don't know yeah. what insider information people might have like Evan did on Mike Evans being sick those first two weeks or something like that. But if he's not healthy, then that may be a problem that me and you don't know about. Maybe. And that's yeah. something that we can't. But if he's not, then by all means, yeah, like this fantasy output and his skill output isn't matching up. And I think it's like going to even up over the, over the rest of the year. And yeah. I will say it's interesting when you talk about that first pick, it's just – it's just so crazy when you can go DeAndre Hopkins and then he got the number one RB in the second round. Now, Nick Chubb would have been good, and I would have said it's hard to see Nick Chubb being as good as he's been this year, but getting Delvin Cook and then Chris Carson, who's steady, I don't, I mean, it's, he's a guy that I, I, he's not going to boom for you, but he's a great yeah. high floor guy or volume guy, yeah. if you will, if you can stay healthy. But yeah, I just, I don't know. It's very interesting because as you look through these lineups, as you look through the draft just in general, it's amazing to see where people are going and how teams mm-hmm. match up. I love running through the second and the fourth round and comparing the two. Keenan Allen to Philip Lindsay. Like, hey, I, I just think the fourth round is the that's it. Like after that round, you don't start you don't get quality anymore out of these players because fourth round, you've got Mark Ingram, second top one two running back right now. Derrick Henry, he's in this top three discussion yeah. for running back. Those are fourth picks. And then you've got Cooper Cup, he's been amazing. Chris Godwin, yeah. he's really turned it on this year. T.Y. Hilton, he's the same. Amari Cooper, he's been amazing. We didn't know that Dak Prescott was going to be that good. But the fourth round is where these people, Zach Ertz, George Kittle, I don't know, they, they could have discussions for 
the other side of the spectrum. But it just seems that when you compare even the second round to the fourth round, Adam Thielen going in the second round, Mark Ingram going in the fourth. It's like, wow. Okay, I would have got Mark Ingram. But it's not that Adam Thielen's been that terrible either, but it's just incredible. Mike Evans, Cooper Cup, they match up really well down the line. Juju Smith versus Amari Cooper. The fourth round is just like littered with – what the heck? But then you go to the fifth round, you go to the fifth round, and it is literally all garbage. It's well, except for like Tyler Lockett and Eckler. And Eckler, I was about to say Eckler and Lock. Uh, yeah, said. it's crazy. It's it's just, and I guess yeah. as you go down these, you find one player. So it's like fourth, you can still find five, find five, six great players. Yeah, fifth round, you great. might find two. Sixth round, you're not gonna find like but one. Seventh and all that is like you find one great player in the round. That's it. Yeah, it's just I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it starts to drop off. It's crazy. I, I, you could almost make the case that the fourth round in our draft was better than the second round. That's what I, that's what I'm saying. Like I was able yeah, to look at that yeah, very absolutely. quickly and just because I mean, like, if you go through the second round, Joe Mixon, he's been hurt. He's not blowing anybody's socks off. The Bengals look god awful. They're yeah. one of the worst teams in football besides the Dolphins. Tyreek yeah. Hill's out still, right? I think he's coming back, but yeah. he's been out, so tough to judge him. Michael Thomas, good. Drew Brees is hurt, so his value's gonna hit. Odell Brown's. Overrated as hell. Yeah. So there hasn't been what you'd maybe expect from Odell. Juju's been okay, not amazing. Again, Pittsburgh QB's gone. They're looking kind of weak. Kelsey's great, so that's an awesome pickup. The Chiefs are unstoppable. Dalvin's been really good. Mike Evans had one great week. He was kind of dropping off before that. Maybe he was right. sick. Yeah. I don't know. Brown, huge bust. Thielen's been good. Fournette's just been okay. And Keenan's been really good and has stayed healthy. Yeah. So not like a, a decent round, but not full of all-stars money means. And then the fourth round, like you said, had Derrick Henry, had Mark Ingram, had Cooper Cup, had Amari Cooper, had Cooks, had Ertz. So, yeah, man. I mean. All I have to say is that if you're trading draft picks in the future, trade your fifth and yeah. sixth pick. Just trade those. Yeah. Cause they, yeah. <laughs> that's trash. Honestly, Just, I'll put it out there now. If anyone wants my fifth and sixth pick. <laughs> for like a, fifth my fifth and sixth pick for, their for a – Yeah, for the fourth yeah. round pick. For the fourth or third round pick. Yeah. I uh, mean, would I have traded my Jarvis Landry and Allen Robinson for Cooper Cup? Absolutely. Yes. Which yes. is what this trade, which is what my trade would have been. Yes, it's your, I mean, <laughs> I, yes. I absolutely would have done that. Honestly, I would have traded them for a, a lot of people in the fourth round. It's so. crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> I yeah. Go all this to say on the pod. Go review the draft. Just go hopefully, look at. Hopefully, it. people will forget about I said that in the next draft. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, before next season when we enter the fourth round, I'm making noise about it. I'm like, all right, here it is, everybody. Find your first round running or your yeah. find your number one RB and wide receiver this round, this yeah. round only because it's coming in hot. So yeah, love that, love that draft analytic. That is that is some top of the line stuff right yeah. there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would, I would second your point. Definitely go back and look at the draft. It's a great learning. It's a great learning opportunity, and maybe check out those rounds, see where you can do better. Man, before we got into that, um, we were talking about – well, you had some boomer bust players. I don't know if you have any more <laughs> worth mentioning. Um, nope, we hit most of the boomer bust. Um, a few, just to get their names out there, out of respect. Lamar Jackson, been real good. Yeah. Good QB pickup by Cook. Uh, on the bust side, as I said, Gurley, I think he's going to be trash. Um, that was the only other one, and we kind of hit on that earlier. So everybody else good. Cooper Cup was on my booms too. 
So that's, yeah. that's hey, I wanted him on my team real bad. He's the real, only real he's the only thing uh, that I have for trade value left. And yeah. uh, and I will say just to the league, if you're listening, if you want Cooper Cup, you're gonna have to ship the house because I'm asking the house because I can't let go of him because he's the last piece I have. Seek he's all for that Cup, I, straight up. <laughs> Seek for Cup. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, if you don't mind, this is not this was not pre planned, but I'd like to take a quick tangent as I'm thinking yeah. about trades. We had an interesting uh, three team trade come our way. Yeah, we did. Um, that I'd be interested in hearing your thoughts on as we were both involved in it. Neither of us the per- perpetrator, the originator, creator, if you will, of this three team initiative. Right. Um, but I never had the chance to talk to you about it. You were the one who pulled the trigger first in rejecting it yeah. before myself. So I did not know if this was something good pre planned with the originator who shall remain nameless. Um yeah. As let me, of right now. Let me take a pit. Like, as we talk through the trade, we are probably going to have to read those names. I don't know why I did that. But. We won't get into the player's name. I just think this person's been trying to spice up the league. If you've been a part of a three-team trade option, I would say, hey, listen, it's good for the league. It's good for the league if you can make it happen. But it does take a lot of work for whoever is curating it together. Whoever is going to do this and think through, okay, this person needs this. Maybe they're willing to let go. Yeah. I mean, you're legitimately going to be – thinking in the mind of two separate people on what they both want to let go of and receive. Mm-hmm. That's impossible. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just, I, I just don't want those lingering out for long because before you know it, what happens, or at least what I knew was happening is if you accepted it, then all the momentum's on me now, the last guy <laughs> to accept a freaking dumbass trade. And it's like, I don't want any part of that. I don't want any part of that. So I, I just reject that immediately and say, listen, yeah. I'm not going to deal with the social pressure to say yes and screw up my whole team even more. So, I just. I mean, I I don't think it was that bad of a trade for you. I think it was worse for me. So we'll just go ahead and lay out the trade here. Ah. Um, <laughs> this trade came from Kevin Wallace, of course. Um, great trade partner. No disrespect to Kevin. This trade at all. I've thrown out trades all the time. Yes. Sometimes people like them. Sometimes don't. No shade at all to Kevin. He offered. He was going to send <laughs> Brandon Cooks. In the end of the day, he was losing Brandon Cooks, Deshaun Watson, and Nick Chubb. Those are some big players for him. He was getting Russell Wilson, Zeke from me, and Josh Jacobs from you. So he was basically swapping Watson for Russ and then Chubbs and Cooks for Zeke and Jacobs, which looked like a pretty good deal for him. Yes, I I was going to say, I was like, that's a really good deal for him to downgrade from a quarterback to up the value on two prime, well, prime running backs, just good running backs, and then a. Yeah, an amazing. A, a good so argument. on your end, that would have involved yeah. giving up Cup and Jacobs, yeah, and getting Cooks and Henry in return. I don't think that was that terrible of a deal. I was looking at it. I think it. I did not think that was terrible. I don't think I would have done it either if I were you. Right. But well, at least I don't think it's that even bad if I had done deal. it, I don't think you're going to take at yours. Josh Jacobs closely enough. Well. Even if you did look at him closely, I don't. There's not a whole lot to see right now. He is the top ranked rookie in the league right now, but it's only. I mean, it's because he's running the Raiders, but the Raiders are packed. Yeah. So, but right. you're right. When I look at that, still having a piece of the Rams' offense, a piece of it. Uh, I mean, not as liable to blow up as uh, as uh, Cup. Cup, but I mean, a piece of it is nice. And then. Yeah. Having Derrick Henry a, a, a more stable okay. and definitely big more boom out of Henry. You're right. I could have said yes, but the reality is that I don't think you would have said yes to your match. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't fault you for saying no, but I didn't know which way you were going to go. But definitely a no go for me on giving up Russell Wilson, Zeke Elliott, and Derrick Henry for Watson, Cup, and Chubb. Now I'd love to have Cup and Chubb on my team. 
the, the value goes down awesome. very quickly like when you Watson, add a quarterback. Uh, I take Watson, but I can't give up two RBs right. and not get two back. Right, and that's the thing about our league. I don't know if there's any discussion points that we can actually get to a, a finale on today, but the goal here is to keep players even with each other. Wide receivers, they have a bigger boom capability. It's just a fact. They receive these long passes. They count for a lot of points at the catch, at the down, at the touchdown. It's just huge. The quarterback position is our third valued position, maybe behind, maybe fourth behind tight end. But it's in the talk there. Like when you start talking tight ends and quarterbacks, there's one slot for them, and you can try to stream if you need to. And their value per yardage is the same as a tight end position, but as a quarterback, it's .25 or whatever, a yard or whatever. I don't know what it is. But it just comes out to where the value for a prime quarterback still doesn't match up with the value of a prime running back. That's just the facts. Mahomes for Zeke right now is still a tough trade for you. Like I, I wouldn't do that. Exactly. I, so it's, I don't have the running back. Team. And he Maybe is, other teams would, but I don't because McCoy is my only other RB. Right. And I, I'm not. I can't just set on McCoy and Chubb as my two RBs because if McCoy's in the timeshare, if he gets hurt again or something, it's just it's too risky. Then I'd right. be so screwed. I'd and have the risk with you saying yes to Mahomes and the value of potentially getting a 50-point 50, 50 game out of him but then you're relying on LaShawn versus keeping a stud running back and then going and stream someone who can't get 50 but can go get 25 is, it doesn't it doesn't matter it doesn't, it's like okay yeah. I'll just do that then because it, right. it's just really I don't know, It's I don't think there's anything that we can change in the league to make it better but I just know that we're trying to fight for evenness in the league and I know there's a lot of discussion about a super flex or maybe another flex point or maybe Maybe changing a few of the quarterback stats around so that they're even more valuable because you've already added value to them and they're still not as valuable as. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if there's that much we can do though because I think part of it's just the lack of RBs in the league. I mean, in the NFL, there's just not that many good RBs and you have to play two of them. Right. <laughs> and so there's just not, I mean, we, you could see it in the draft we were reviewing, they all went off the board. So if that's the entire third round, yeah. it's like almost all RBs and so is the first round. It's like you. You just there just aren't that many good ones in the league as the league's moving more to a pass first league and we've seen more and more the injuries that have been hitting running backs, the contract disputes now, which is like a new worry with players holding out Lady Bell, Melvin Gordon, Z yeah. players holding out for games. There's just not that many of them and they get in jeopardy. They get girly. I mean his knees look gone now, so he's not the running back you thought he was. It's just tough to find these bell cow backs and since you yeah. gotta play two of them. There's just not that many in the league, and so to give up in a trade, you're my two bell cows. I I, I just can't do it. Right. There's, there's gonna be very little that's gonna get me to do that. It's just too unstable. Right. Yeah. It's just it's just food for thought for the league yeah. as you guys discuss and look at things. Love whenever the three you're... team trade though. Love yeah. seeing oh. it come through my desk. I love that crap. All over it. I love yeah. that, Kev. Love it, buddy. I thought about sending something to see if I could restructure it some. But I didn't have the time to really dive into it, and then you right. rejected it. So I was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> and again, I will say it's a lot of effort. If you were to try to recalibrate a uh, a counter, then mm-hmm. you put in a lot yeah. of effort to say, like, yeah, okay. It was a lot of work. Yeah. I don't know. And I didn't have time for that. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm out. All right, well, me and uh, me and Eric J going a solid 46 right now, 46-minute mark. Um, honestly, Easy. loving Easy. loving what's going on, loving what we're talking about. I hope mm-hmm. you guys are, too, on the pod. Uh, we do have some maybe if some playoff predictions, if we could get in to that topic, mm-hmm. that, that discussion. I think that that would uh, 
don't know. That would be good. Obviously, we can look at the rankings for this, or you can just uh-huh. look at the league. But want to get your – I mean, it's six. We got 12, 12 players uh-huh. in the game, and we got six playoff spots. So hit me with yep. your sixth seed or your fifth seed, and we can kind of discuss that for a little bit. I think – If you have so that. I'm still – what I said earlier, I don't know exactly how I put five or six. I'm still in the camp that the eight teams that Cook called out are the six will come from that eight more than likely. So yeah. I don't know exactly what order it's going to fall in based on points scored. So fifth or sixth yeah. is maybe tough. But I think that if I had to guess right now, I would put Cook, Connor, Tiz, me, Griff, and Luke. Wow. Okay. So you've got Griff in there, and that means mm-hmm. that that means I got that, Kevin Patrick on the outside right now. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Patrick on the outside. Yeah. I got them at seven and eight. Huh. And if you were to look to a team, wait. Say that. Say that one more time. Say the say of the eight. Did you have Evan S in there? No. Okay. Evan's not even in the eight. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It's just okay. like I mentioned: Cook, Connor, Tiz, Griff, me, Mike Warford. Yeah. And then Kevin, Patrick. Nice, nice. On that, on the fringe. If you, okay, quick question. If you insert Luke, or no, I'm sorry, insert Evan, who is out, who's snubbed. Do I have to put Evan in the playoffs? I'm saying if we put him in the playoffs with his extremely talented caliber team, what, who gets the snub? Mm. I like to think it's in the conversation between Griff, uh, Griff, and if you're putting Patrick is already snubbed in there too, then it's yeah, probably between Griff, me, Patrick, maybe Tiz. Of the ones I had in there, maybe me, Griff, and Tiz. Yeah. Because I like Connor's team and Alex's team. I do want to throw this and out Luke's here. Team. I, so it may be between us three. I don't want to speak it to existence or anything like that, but Connor, listen up. If this is the year that you drop off as a top contender, then I called oh, wow. it. I called it. Because wow. I don't know what it is, but something about your team just doesn't scare me. Just doesn't oh, scare wow. me. Just doesn't That's scare right. me. And it's not personal. I love Connor. I, I don't have any beef with that man. Uh, I, I will say it's a bold statement. I don't think I've ever had beef with him. Um, so I mean, he said it two and two. I mean, yeah. And I just I'm just saying like if we lose two more in a row and I'm like he's just down here at the bottom of the barrel. He said that he was trying a new tactic this year. He's not going to try as hard. And I just want I'm just saying like with that tactic comes the uh, the potential that yeah you just fall off. And it's like Connor not in the top three top four discussion. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Sorry. All right. I'm just saying. It would be quite shocking for Connor to be out of the playoffs, which is why I'm not ready to do it, say it yet. Exactly. I think okay. his team's pretty good. Obviously, but from the bottom know. of the barrel, I can make a lot of bold hot takes. I can do really yeah. whatever I want. So That's it's, a hot take. I mean, if if McCaffrey bombs a couple weeks, I mean, if Dillon doesn't, if the Vikings offense doesn't can't get there, yeah. I mean, he could, he could put up some turds, as we saw. <laughs> he put up some turds. I guess that's so. what I'm saying, is that what I've seen is I've seen him put up turds. And in the past, mm-hmm. Connor's teams don't put up turds. They put up 100-point games, 110-point games, and then get outscored. And he talks about how much bad luck that he has. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, that that sounds like Connor, yeah. right? Whereas yeah. turds just don't happen. So I just, I'm just calling it now. I'm just calling it like I see it, trying, trying to see what I can from the bottom of the barrel here. Hey, it's uh, it's a hot take. I support it. It's not out of the realm of possibilities by any means. Yeah, um, could absolutely be out of there. Okay, Next so few weeks will be big weeks. Okay, so when I talk to you about the upper tier of the playoff discussion, 
We've got Cook, right? I mean, right? He's in yeah. the buy conversation. Gotta be. Gotta yeah. be. And also, if you devalue Patrick's team the way that I know that you do, do you say that Luke goes from someone who couldn't buy a win last year to <laughs> being in the buy discussion? Yeah, he could be. I mean, he's two and two off a little bad luck, but he's. Let's see what what place is he in? Second? Is he second? Yeah, he's second in points scored. I mean, Luke's team's really good. Yeah. With yeah. A, with a little bit of schedule maneuvering, he could have easily been three and one. Be sent at number two in the league right now. Mahomes, so, Gallman, yeah. Lindsey is the is the question mark for his second RB. He's out, but he's practicing again. Big yeah. news coming through today. He was out on the field running. I saw it at work on a TV in the cafeteria. I saw it. I saw it in the cafeteria. <laughs> saw it live with my own eyes. Yeah. Said, yeah. hey, that's Shaquan. There it was. <laughs> Shaquan. So. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, yeah, Calvin Ridley. He's a, the boomer bus guy for Atlanta, it seems. Uh, Hooper's I tried great. to get Calvin Ridley. I couldn't do it. Yeah. Uh, Will Fuller. I mean, this. I don't know. There's pieces of the team. He's got Hunt coming eventually, which is yeah. another piece to be 2-2. Two two is really, really good. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, and then yeah, you're right, Saquon. But Gallman looks to be a, a solid replacement, obviously after a great yeah. first game back. It was against Washington, but still. Yeah, maybe Kareem Hunt will come back and just be super good, and his team will just be awesome. Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> that would be amazing. That'd be crazy. So yeah, Man, I guess that's a the... Man, how nice would it be? That's so crazy. Getting a bye has to be like the biggest. That's just make or break. You thing. literally take a Getting week off. That week. You take yeah. a week off. You don't have to set your lineup or anything. I mean, you, right. you should, maybe for points four, but you yeah. literally don't have to watch. You deserve yeah, a you day just, off. You've been you working for 12 straight countless, I mean, 12 weeks of hard work. And you get you a, just ride right to the semis. Oh. Gosh. I got a semi just thinking about it. Oh, that's great. That's working great. Love that. Nick Chubb in here, man. That's great. Nick Chubb. Chubb. Okay. Well. But, yeah, so I could see them up there. So that's kind of where I'm at with the league right now. But I think these next two weeks are going to be big weeks. I mean, uh, the scales could very much get tipped over the next couple weeks, two, right. three. I mean, could see teams very much rooting themselves out of the picture, some teams solidify themselves. So I'm very excited for the weeks to come. As am I, Eric J., as am I. Uh, the only thing that I've got left to discuss here, and I want to get your opinions as we kind of turn it down a notch, mm-hmm. Um does Cook go? Does Cook go defeated, undefeated? <laughs> Does he I don't go? Think so. <laughs> no, there's no chance. But there's it's just no uh, it's just too much luck involved. Yeah. Have you ever seen? What's the? I guess like have you, what's your not in not in yeah. uncompetitive leagues, but in competitive yeah. leagues, what yeah. has been? I guess like you're you looked at that team and you're like, wow, that yeah. was that was it. I was trying to think back, yeah. and I can't. Uh, Any of those high I, school? I, I want to say it might have been. Brett, our friend Brett in my high school league, Evan, maybe Evan can give me some insight on this, but I think there was someone in our league one year who either ripped off a 6-0 or a 7-0 start. <laughs> Definitely found out, because I'm, I'm flashing back to myself writing rankings and right. trying to remember right. who I used to put at the top back in it, and I feel like I saw someone once rip off a start like that really good or maybe at least go on that type of run during the season right but six i think six or seven is maybe the biggest run i've seen in time in fantasy man 
just to be in that conversation, Cook, is a good thing if you're listening. I mean, yeah. start 4-0. I mean, it's got to be so nice. Just to sit there and be like, man, I could bomb the next three weeks, and it's like, hey, I'm still in here. I'm still in here. <laughs> I still got a winning record. I'll be all right. I'd say that I'm going to win win. two more, have six, and uh, just, yeah, okay. It's just Golly. great. Just so, great. yeah, I mean, if he gets up into the 5-0, and 6-0, I mean, we're talking – Real, some of the best starts I've seen. I mean, that's something. Yeah. And to be doing it not based on luck, to be leading the league in points scored while you're doing it, that's that's how you know. That's real. That's how you that's know. Real. I'm here to freaking stay. Uh, yeah. Gosh, Cook. Real. It's unbelievable what you're doing. Unbelievable. You're, you're coming to this league mm-hmm. is just absolutely uh, unbelievable. Just good stuff. But could be reminiscent of the Pats. Running undefeated and then losing in the championship. I've, maybe, uh, I've heard maybe stories Maybe Cook will have a similar storyline. And we've seen that before. We've seen really, really great playoffs. So you get that by. I mean, obviously, this happens every single year. It has to, I think, in some degree. There's no chance that both of the bye guys just mm-hmm. end up in the championship. There's always yeah. an upset. I would almost go back yeah. on record. I wish that I could look back. I mean, we can look back. I could go <laughs> do that right now if I wanted to. I don't want to spend the time to do it. But I would say... Especially last year, both buys lost. Yep. <laughs> they just lost. They came out of their buy. They weren't warmed up. They didn't. They sat down too long and they were iced. And they yep. laid duds. And the other, me and Ross came through and kicked butt. And I just would say, yep. go out on a limb and say that the buys guaranteed one of the buys does not ma- does not advance. Yeah, it's just that's fair. I think in my years, I think the time I made it to the championship game, I think I was the fifth seed. Wow. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's like you. The yeah. the chip on your shoulder as an underdog in the sixth, fifth, fourth mm-hmm. seed is like I'm coming through yeah. champions. I'm just coming through you, bro. Yeah. See you the in the championship. Off you. Yes. You're just grinding. Your players are in there. You're feeling good because you got in. It's you ride that momentum right to the ship as you did last year. I mean. Yes. Yeah. What happened things. last year? I will say it's worth noting that we do have a trade trade deadline. So that whenever we. I'm pretty sure we do. Uh, well, sure I know we for, last year too, though. Right? I know that we do have one. I, I just don't know if it's week ten or week eleven. Uh, so, yeah, but I know that it happens. And what happens is when you're stuck with your team and you're left to the waiver wire. I mean, you really do. Like, I, I mean, th- imagine mm-hmm. if you only had a set group of guys and you're like, it's I play him or I go pick up from the waiver. You realize, oh shoot, I'll probably just play Alshon. And then he goes yeah. off. Or like, oh, shoot, I'll just play Deshaun. Yeah, that's an interesting And it's point. just because yeah. you don't have the trade value anymore. It's just put your guys out there. Let's see what happens. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's very interesting. Very interesting. Well, well great content here, Eric J. I got uh, just some closing. Again, we are closing now. We're winding down. What are your thoughts on your matchup next week as you go up against K-Wall? Good matchup. I mean, I've been a, I've been a fan of Kev's team from the beginning. Um, right now, it's got us neck and neck on on sleeper. It really does. Um, one twenty to one twenty three, so four to six fifty four could really go either way. Yeah. Um, hoping for some big performances out of my back, some weak performances out of his. So, I think I think me and Kevin have pretty comparable teams when you look us down across the board. Yeah. Um, Do you think matchup got, of the week? I mean, Russell Watson. That's kind of the toss up. Zeke Chubb. Henry Freeman, I mean, I think Henry's got that John Freeman, but anyway, he's got Julio and Cooks, definitely got me there in the wide receiver. Um, we both have trash tight ends, so not even worth mentioning them by name. Can McCoy <laughs> keep it up? We'll see. He's got Carlos Hyde, also pretty trash. So, 
fine, and then kickers and D. So I think it's a, it's a fairly balanced matchup, and it's just gonna see who really comes out there and performs. You know, I'm I'm coming from three and one. Kev's coming from three and one. So a couple heavy hitters looking to just solidify that spot at four and one. It's gonna be a great matchup. It really Probably is. One of the matchups I, of the week. I definitely would say matchup of the week. We've got another two mm-hmm. and two with Connor going against Sweezy. Two and two records are obviously. Those are those are very interesting. As Connor's going to win that one. Okay, fair enough. Connor's going to win that one again. A lot of just no respect for the Sweezy organization. Uh, Eric Jan- John Johnson staying on that train right now. And then as you look to uh, Tiz and Marcus Perkins, one thirty-five. I think that's the highest I've seen. He's probably got some favorable matchups with the number one running back and etc. Uh, I yeah. would say that Mercus Perkis, again, an opportunity to shake things up if he would like because Tiz is on a downward spiral if we look in the last two weeks. Maybe this, yeah. is just, uh, this is just the icing on the cake. And then to finish it off, we still have a huge juggernaut matchup between Cook and Scruff McGruff with 3-1. and one. I mean, these yeah, are some big, big matchups. I just, Scruff projected to win right now. Well, Scruff projected to uh, one twenty-seven. There's got to be something going on here because no. Um, let's see. Who starters yeah. in there? Um, well, I guess they've only got Mac projected eleven. He's going up against Kansas City. Looks like he's a little dinged up. He's playing Jordan uh, Howard at the second RB. He's RB's playing spot. Jordan Howard. Very interesting move. Um, versus Aaron Jones, so that's a big bump. They've got Beckham and Boyd about even. That's what um, it is. He's missing on Johnson. So Carryon uh, Johnson on by filled in with. Jordan, yep. which I don't think will produce as much. So that's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah. But. So yeah, that's so he's got someone on boss. That's why he's fair a little bit there. But even with Carryon Johnson, he'd still be projected. Griff would still be projected to win because even if they gave Carryon, what who'd he play? Who would he play him over? Whoever. I mean, it probably wouldn't even help him that much. Maybe he'd get a few points over Cooper or Juju. I mean. Yeah. Gosh, does he really? Does Cook really have Beckham, Cooper, and Juju? Yeah, Cooper is the spot where it's like, okay, usually he'll find that WRT yeah. spot, but I, as he's produced this season, rightfully yeah. so, Juju moves down to that that role. Yeah. And, uh, Gosh, I need some wide receivers. Anyways, yeah, yeah. I think I think has got a good <laughs> shot at doing that that first L here, but that's another one that'll be, I think, a tight one. Yeah, that's good. Okay, um, well that is that concludes really our topics. Anything that we have left to discuss, I'd like yeah, to, to give Eric Johnson a chance if there's anything that he would like to discuss in the league, whether it's trade pieces or positioning in the standings or simply trash-talking that's obviously allowed in this. Do you have any <laughs> anything you'd like to leave the, the listeners with? Um, club parting shot. Can we just cut it out with the you're a classy organization. We'll respect and do bit. This stuff between Evan and I'm pretty sure Griffin, right? Am I right there? Going on over their little nonsense fab movement or whatever. Yeah. Come on. I'm not here for that. I hate it. I don't want to hear about how you love and respect them and you're going to make them the godfather of your future children. And you just couldn't imagine even talking to anybody who gave you more pleasure than this person they have talked to. Cut it out. I'm here for the trash talk. I'm here for putting people down. I'm here for making some ruckus. Like, get out of here with this classy organization stuff. I almost came over the top of that in the chat with some fire. But you train yourself, Mary Johnson. That's my parting shot is you come to me, I'm not going to call you a classy organization, at least not in the public sphere now. I'm obviously a respectful trade guy. I'll give you 
the utmost respect in our negotiations and everything. I'm not here to trade rape anybody. I'm not here to put anybody down to make them feel bad. But I'm not going to get out of the public forum and sing your praises. That's not my job. (laughs) I'm not your mom. I'm going to get out there and trash you. Someone says anything to me or you try and come at me, I'm coming back ten times harder. That's what it's about. Come on. That's what that's what we need in the league. We need that venom. I don't need you cuckooing up to these other teams. So bring more of that fire to the chat box on my sleeper so I can get heated up at work, not cooled down. I love it. Look Shove that. all the way gone. Golly, I can see the spice just just running off of you right now. Love that. All right. Well, Eric J, thanks for the time. I think we got some top quality content here. I'm about to hit up my boy Scruff McGruff and get his take on some things. But love your time. I'm excited to listen to that. Yeah. Love your time. Love you. You have a great great. rest of the evening. This is going to be the conclusion to our segment of the pod, but also this is going to be us hanging up. So wish you all the best. Godspeed. Hopefully, I'll see you soon. Yep. Love you, buddy. See you, you. Without further ado, uh, airing live here on the pod with Griffin Fulkerson all the way from Pittsburgh, believe it or not. First out-of-state call on the pod. Okay, not Pittsburgh, Philadelphia. Uh, put down his food. We were in the middle of a call. He, The man put down his food to say, well, obviously this is not more important than the podcast. I want to welcome Griffin Fulkerson to the podcast. Welcome, Griffin Fulkerson. How are you doing today? Wow, I'm honored. Yeah, uh, it's been a great day. I am just excited for this new fresh content yeah. that we get to discuss. <laughs> oh yeah, I love it, uh, Griffin. I would I'd like to give you just a uh, a little section here to say hi to the people that you don't know on the on the league yeah. in the league. Absolutely, uh, Patrick and Mark. I'm excited to meet you guys in the future. Looking forward to. Yeah. Uh, those friendships that are just going to be amazing. All yeah. the other guys, uh, love y'all, miss ya. Life's been good up here in Philly. Um, if you ever have time in your day and you want to call me and get deeper into that, I would love to. Um, but yeah, let's uh, love to let's hear that. Yeah, love to hear about the, the Scruff McGruff organization. I will say, there's a few buffer questions here that are just coming to the brain. Are you are you a Phillies fan now? Like, are you hands down? You're an Eagles guy. That's just it. Oh, I'm an Eagles guy for sure. Were you an Eagles guy before you went? Is this uh, is this? Uh, so, yeah, a little bit of a backstory. My next door neighbor as a kid was a big Donovan McNabb fan. Love and Donovan McNabb. Wow. My neighbor was super cool, so I was like, the Eagles have to be cool. So I've actually I've been an Eagles fan for a while since middle school, and uh, it's just it's funny how God kind of works things out. Um, I was at a wedding a couple months ago, yeah. and Carson Wentz's wife, as some of us. No, is from Lexington, and right. she was at the wedding. I told her, "Hey, I'm coming to Philly," and she was like, "Come check out our church." So uh, I mentioned it in the sleeper app, but uh, this past Sunday, the entire Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, you meant team, for real? Oh no, it was. No, I, yeah, that was real. That That's was crazy. Honestly, yeah. I, I just went through it because I was like, "He's talking about the team," but you were talking about the yeah. team in church. Oh, the team was in church. I met Carson. Zach Ertz is funny. Um, Zach Ertz is funny? <laughs> yeah, he's really funny. He, he, he was, like, walking around with the team just saying, gang, 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 gang. What? Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it was, it was funny. Um, but yeah, it's a small world. I was I was trying to keep my cool. I think I did a good job of it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, no, that, that was real, so. Um, I've got some, I've got some inside reports. 
I got some inside report of when Carson Wentz was proposing to Maddie is her name. Grace Ann got yes. to shoot the engagement, so she got to spend the whole entire day with Carson Wentz because the person who was shooting the wedding was Lindsey Boyd. And Lindsay was shooting the wedding, so she was with Maddie as the decoy, as a, as a friend. And so that meant that Grace Ann spent the whole day with Carson Wentz, uh, the whole day, wow. like just with him, around him. She said that she got to pray over him. She got to spend like time with him. Like all, it was, all I had to say is that Carson Wentz is a stand-up guy, and that only increases draft value in the fantasy side of things. But it was interesting because Carson did confess to both Maddie and to Grace Ann that whenever people meet him and they get all geeked out with his football ability and football stats and football, 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 he hates it. He confessed like he absolutely hates it. He does not want to be around people that just want to talk about his job or what he does for a living. He straight up, he had an example that was with him. Someone was spending time with him that will remain nameless because we all know this person, but we're spending time around him and just geeking out about his his fame, and he wanted to have no part of being with said person. So it just, I don't know. It was, it was really interesting. But, yeah, Carson Wentz apparently is an amazing guy. I've never met him. but so they're saying, it's, so, it's so fun that that's his job. Um, <laughs> right, right. That's, yeah, uh, crazy. Yeah. But, this, but the, the city of brotherly love, you're loving Philly. Philly's good, yeah? Yeah, so I checked out the city uh, this past weekend with all of the life change and transition. I'm finally settled. All of the apartment stuff is here. Ooh. I got the couch last weekend, the final piece of the puzzle, and yeah. uh, Philly, Philly's a cool town. Man, I love that. I love hearing that it's working out. The leap from city to city to me is a groundbreaking uh, a risk or, I don't know, boom or bust, if you will. That mm-hmm. sometimes can be scary. So to see that it's booming is a good thing. Oh, it's booming. Booming. Yeah, it's great. Love that. Me and Eric Johnson referred to some boomer bus players on our, our conversation just a second ago. So to think that Griffin Fulkerson, the brother of Connor Fulkerson, is booming right now would be a correct assumption. Before we get into some more content, another thing that goes right to the brain that I'd love to hear your thoughts on is as a new part of the league, which I will say you are a healthy addition by all 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 accounts. So really valued your your what you bring to the league. Wanted to get your thoughts on what you think about our league. This league has taken a lot of effort and a lot of time from a lot of people to create what is the culture that Fight Club Fantasy is and uh, just as a new member I'd like to hear your you don't have to praise us you don't have to send us over the moon you don't have to do anything crazy I just uh, was wondering maybe what you were expecting with the Fantasy Football League and what you got with us yeah so I uh, I've been in a couple of Fantasy Football Leagues in the past and there has been no content there you go and then like uh, maybe a couple power rankings per year per year Uh, per year so we're talking middle of the season and then playoff time. So yeah. I assumed that it would be the same exact boring <laughs> cycle. Just week in, week out, add waivers, no 
no fab dollars. Don't even get me started on the fab. Yeah. Oh my goodness. We're going to have to have a so. lesson on fab. Your brother will actually be teaching on that coming next season. We'll begin to speculate, obviously, about what dates you may or may not be in the Lexington area for a draft day and presentation day. But that is a discussion that we will have later yes. down the road. But you're saying that you're a, a boring league. The fab has been new to you. So all this has been kind of crazy coming into this league. Oh, so fun. I, I think that uh, the resounding word is joy. Joy. Whenever I read <laughs> yeah. those power rankings, listen to the pod, and sitting at my desk, giddy, going through <laughs> my Excel spreadsheets, yep. and not being able to focus because I'm just listening to Ben Pompelli. <laughs> <laughs> it makes work. It makes work fly by a little bit oh faster. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. That hour, hour and a half goes by a little bit faster. Um, yes. I think what Eric Jason in the group me uh, sums it up. He was like, how am I supposed to explain to my boss that yes. I'm listening to a podcast about my friend talking about Thanksgiving meals yes. and fantasy football? Yep. Uh, it is. It's truly a beautiful thing. Uh, we put in, again, at the the board of directors, if you will, of the fantasy, the Fight Club Fantasy League. It's been a long time coming. History has, has reared its ugly head a time or two before, but we've really found some solid ground this season. We're really looking to... Uh, Really looking to compound this into another year with a lot of the same guys. So I'm just really, really excited, and I would just, just want to say openly that we're we're happy to have you a part of the league and really excited. So, with that being said, Griffin has introduced himself, and uh, there is some content that we'd like to get to for you guys, and we're going to get an inside look here at the matchup between Scruff McGruff and. Cook, but before we do that, that's going to be our more conclusive thoughts. So maybe you put down your phone. I apologize if you picked it up, but we want to talk about the trade first because that's what's going to happen first. The trade happened first. Set up your lineup for what it is now, and then you're going to go face Cook. So we go to the trade. For those of you who are not familiar with it, I will, I will tell you what it is, and then I'll have Griffin expand upon it. Upon it, the trade was. Scruff McGruff says goodbye to Kyler Murray and wait, yeah, Kyler, yeah, he says goodbye to Kyler Murray, who's top 14 quarterback as of right now, maybe has potential to be in the top 10, maybe top 12 discussion. We don't really know yet. Kind of has some ground to level out. Whether it's high or low, we don't know for sure. So there's that. And Evan Shacklett is going to get Kyler Murray, but he's going to give up Andy Dalton and seven fab dollars. Uh, first part of this discussion, if you don't mind, could you tell us a little bit about your fab uh, agenda here? Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I think that... <laughs> how, many fab, how many fab dollars do you have right now? <laughs> uh, so I did have 107, but okay. I, I spent a hefty 32 fab on... Fab. Uh, <laughs> on Ronald McDonald Jones the second. Okay, there you go. Uh, Ronald McDonald so, Jones. Yeah. Right now, I'm I'm sitting at a pretty seventy uh, five. Yeah. And uh, that's that's very pretty, especially after a a solid week four. So, um, many have called me a fab hoarder. Yes. Uh, yes. Many have. Many many have. And by many. Senile. By many. By many. <laughs> It's really just Alex Cook. Yeah, it's just Cook. Yeah, um, I mean, you both know that, but that's okay. But, yeah, nothing but love for Alex Cook. Yeah. Uh, except for this week. Oh, man. We'll get into that, though. Yeah, we will uh, get into that. Tell me a little bit more so, about Kyler and Andy, what you're seeing here. Yeah, so Matt Ryan's my guy. 
Uh, I think that it's clear to say that Matt Ryan is Scruff McGruff's QB1 for the season. He is consistent. He has a great uh, team in Atlanta. Yeah. And so Evan has just had <laughs> the worst luck um, yes. with quarterbacks this year. And I jokingly said, do you want Kyler? And so before I get deeper into this story, I think yeah. it's important that uh, people take ownership of mistakes. And <laughs> I learned that all also, too well. Yeah, you definitely have to you have to own your mistakes. That's yeah, for sure. So I'm, I'm going to own this, but also be teachable. Like use everything as a learning opportunity. Wow. This is definitely a learning opportunity. <laughs> so I then jokingly make a poll. Yeah. I'm like, hey, Kyler or Carson Wentz? Easy choice. Carson Wentz is a stand-up guy, as we've said. <laughs> yeah, as we've uh, talked about. And I, I would say he's a he's a better QB. But, yeah. Um, resoundingly, uh, Kyler was the favorite, and so there started to get this momentum started building in my head, and I was like, oh crap. Uh, and then Evan sends me this trade, Andy Dalton for Kyler Murray, and I'm like. I'm getting nothing out of this yes. because I knew that Sam Darnold plays Miami in week nine, which is Matt Ryan's bye. And so I wasn't going to play Kyler over Sam Darnold, hopefully healthy uh, by week nine. And I also have Le'Veon Bell. So, I mean, just imagine a, a cute little drop-off pass to Le'Veon Bell touchdown. That is points. Yeah. That is like 12 to 15 points right there. So yeah. And that's just one play. So that's against a terrible Miami defense and – I knew that I wasn't even going to play Kyler. Uh, is Kyler worth more than seven fab dollars? Absolutely. And so now is when I tackle that part of the, yeah. <laughs> uh, of the negotiations. The learning opportunity for me is that you always want to be the first to send a trade offer. You set the stage. Yeah. Evan sent me a trade offer, so I thought that level ground – Yes. was Andy Dalton for Kyler. And I was like, wow. I'm getting nothing out of this. This is amazing. And this is negotiation 101. We've all, there's a few said people that I, that went to a class by John Kern on negotiations. And what you're no naming right now is is the exact criteria for, um, for oh my gosh, I Set, I don't I don't know the exact words, but it is. It's the anchor. I think it's they used. It was the anchoring point. So your first offer is anchoring you to this central idea that that is what is close. So you're right. <laughs> well, I only say that because Evan drives a hard bargain no matter what. You're talking to Evan Shacklett here. Evan Shacklett is not easily. Uh, he's he's not easily rationalized with. I'll just say that, but. Continue, continue. So he gives you this trade. You think that's the middle ground, and you just yeah. go from there. Yeah, and the, the worst part is, is I thought that was the middle ground. Then I decline it, and then he messages, why did you decline the trade? So I'm like, oh, it was a fair trade. <laughs> and so I was just – I was spinning in my head, and I got nervous. Oh, man. And so uh, I was looking at his fat, and this is when the weird uh, attention to detail – in my head happens Evan had 67 fab dollars 60 is a pretty number yeah and so I was like 
This Let's get him down to 60. You know what I should have done? I should have said 50 fab. <laughs> and I'm sure you would have freaking taken it. Because <laughs> Kyler Murray is a starter and he's going to be a top 10 QB. That's my yeah. uh, prediction. It's good. Because he's a rookie quarterback at the beginning of his career. He, right. He's not completely comfortable yet. Later down like the line in this season, I think that he's going to be comfortable. Yep. And the fact that I gave Kyler Murray away for seven fab dollars is a tragedy. The fact that I gave him to the freaking Komodo Dragon. Yes, I don't know what he I know. Yes. Since named it's my fault. Uh, so this so this is two this is two guys talking to each other, me and yourself, about yeah. mistakes that we've made with the same person doing the same thing. Now again, I know Evan uh, a little bit better than you. I should not have trusted him as far as I can throw him. The guy is crooked. But yeah. when it comes to fantasy, he's a crooked, crooked player. Uh, I, I don't have much respect for his organization, but that's neither wow. here nor there. He knows that. We talk on an almost a daily basis, so it's okay. But, but we have stacked this man's team, unfortunately. Oh, and yeah, we, we gave him we, <laughs> a sack of peanuts and Kyler Murray. Um, good. Uh, yeah, so. I gave him Kyler Murray for free. When you think about it, yes. I spent 32 fab dollars on Ronald Jones' at running back who I probably won't play all season. That's crazy. <laughs> Just any process for a second. Like, ah, yeah. That's uh, crazy. If anything, uh, maybe me and you will be in discussions about trading uh, Ronald Barber, who in the last week, literally in the first three minutes of the game, gets 20 yards and a touchdown. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. I have somebody on my team. They literally don't use him the rest of the game. Like, not literally, but they used him for, like, maybe, I think it was, like, eight more snaps or something like that, and he did not. It was just ridiculous. And then Ronald Jones goes off, and I was sitting here thinking that, anyways, that's a discussion that me and you can have for later. But I want to invite you in. I want to let you know that the door is wide open, my friend, because Evan Shacklett is very easy to to banter about with other people in this league. He, He is similar to me in that sense that it's fun to talk about, how trash Ben's team is, or how trash Evan's team is. It's just, it's just a funny time. I know it. He knows it. We all know it. But I want to invite you into the reality that with the lineup that he has, if he fails to make the playoffs, me and you will forever be nullified of these trades. Well, at least they'll be able to look back in history and say that was bad, especially on my end because I my trade involved. Alvin Kamara, but still, yeah. we will be uh, nullified because we did not bring the steamroller into the playoffs and let him run rampant for a championship. So, yeah. it's for him with the lineup that he has. Just so you can kind of sense his side of things, he if he loses, even so, just to say plain and simple, if he doesn't make the playoffs, he's the worst manager of all time. That's very plain and simple. If he doesn't make it to the second round, it'll be a catastrophe. If he doesn't make the if he doesn't win the championship, then there's still conversation about his team is like, yeah, fantasy's fantasy and luck happens, but you had Kyler Murray, David Johnson, Alvin Kamara, Mike Evans, someone who oh went off for gosh. 40 the other day. You had these guys on your team. I know. So I'm just saying you're invited into this. This is something that we'll be rooting for all season is that him to plummet and not make the playoffs and for us to be somewhat nullified to our our, our, our poor decisions earlier That's in the great. year. And so. just imagine, uh, I'm just going to put out some theoreticals. Here we go. Imagine, I'm not, it, it's not even possible. I was going to say, imagine if Kyler Murray and Alvin Kamara just dropped some donuts and it. Uh, I'm saying. It's just a 
it is. It's, it's a reality. Yeah, yeah. It's very interesting. So, is there any uh, on the trade topic? Is there? I know that me and you have both owned up to our mistakes, and we've 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 discussed that thoroughly. Is there? Do you have any other talking points on both Andy Dalton or Kyler Murray? Was there was there any anything that you even saw in Andy Dalton that you were like, yeah, I, should, oh, no. I can go get him? Yeah, <laughs> your immediate response. No. Oh, oh no, no, no. And I knew that uh, I would be bringing in Sam Darnold, um, regardless. Yeah. I definitely um, should have put more on the line for Kyler, but no, Andy Dalton is a terrible quarterback. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been hard in uh, Bengals City. Not that I'm a Bengals guy, but it, yeah. their whole entire makeup is very it's it's disheartening. Uh, and it's, yeah, terrible is a really strong word, but oh man, is he? Ta- I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah, he's, he's a stand up guy like Carson Wentz is what I've heard, but I don't I don't know for yeah. sure. So, <laughs> yeah. So with that said, on the trade discussion, I'd like to get into the matchup. If you would like to take a take a peek, see on your phone, get your Get your stuff ready. You're going up against Alex Cook, who uh, I want to get your initial thoughts on Cook opening up the season. New to the league as well, opening up 4-0. You know Cook. You know about Cook. You know about his makeup, his genetic code. Not really. That's thorough. But what do you what do you say about Cook opening up 4-0? Uh, were you anticipating this on draft night when you looked at the teams? Uh, no, I definitely didn't. Um, I think the exciting thing – about Cook is that I am in the same shoes that he's in. Uh, I was, I'm was i actually six points away from being in the same shoes that he is wow. in right now. Love those um, stats. Luke Warford, week one, uh, beat me by six. I put up a solid 124 week one, which is is not a bad yeah. outing. Right. So I, I would say that me and Cook are in the same boat. Yeah, he just has the better record uh, based off of some. He has that one extra dub, uh, right? Being he he won an extra game, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it's really exciting. Uh, I think it's exciting for us as newbies, yeah. and also for the league as a whole, bringing in some uh, fruitful fantasy amen amen to that sir uh question on that topic before we get into the details that i know you have a bunch about um do you think that there will be a rising up of the generational new players in both you alex cook and uh and unfortunately uh mark mark is a part of this new addition to the league do you guys think that there's going to be a rise up and an over and an alliance in this league where you guys just kind of take over and run 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 the whole entire thing Well, Mark is. (laughs) He kind of levels you guys out just a little bit. He levels at least one of you. Fab dollars, and I only speak. (laughs) I only speak fab dollars, and he has eight, and he's also zero and four. So I think that Alex Cook is too smart to team up in a league. (laughs) Well put. Well put. We'll try not to thrash Mark too badly here. We are. Did I lose you? No, no, no. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Perfect. Sleeper just crashed. What a uh, nap. Um, what a nap. But, yeah. I, I, I think that we're all uh, Lone Rangers right now, uh, testing new waters, sure. maybe out of our comfort zone, but uh, it's been it's been a lot of fun. I think that Cook is maybe even surprising himself with his team's <laughs> output. Wow. Love that. Up to this point. 
Man, that's some insight from a new player about a new player in the new in the in the in the Fight Club League. I love to hear it. Uh, well, you've got your stuff pulled up. Tell me, tell me what you see about your team that you like, and tell me what uh, maybe you see in seeing Cook's team that uh, that yeah, I don't know. As two new players go at it, you're looking to give him his first L of the season. Uh, what makes you think that you're you're capable of doing so? Yeah, I think that that would be awesome. Uh, so I'll run through his team first. Yeah. Lamar Jackson has been been unconscious. Yeah, unconscious. He's been unreal, and they're they're going up against a, a Pittsburgh Steelers defense this next week that is coming off of a fresh win. They yep. looked solid against uh, the Bengals, but also the Bengals just didn't look good. True. So yep. uh, I expect Lamar to put up big numbers like he has been doing. He's just been amazing. I'm not sure when he picked up Lamar, but that might have been one of the best picks. Uh, if he keeps this going. Yeah, actually, if I could, let me go to the draft. Picked him up in the ninth round, 9.8. Cook picked up picked up, uh, picked up Lamar Jackson, just to give you some reference here. People could have gotten Lamar Jackson instead of Rashad Penny, Jordan Howard, um, Cam Newton. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, people could have gotten him instead of Duke Johnson, uh, Josh Gordon, Hunter Henry. These are some guys that just, as I list them off, you realize maybe we could have gotten Lamar Jackson. but He's not just a running back. No, he's, he's, he's a quarterback and he's proven it. He's so, yeah. yeah no, so he's been great. Uh, I do expect Cook to win over the quarterback position this week. Uh, Matt Ryan will will do well, but I don't think he has a superstar Lamar Jackson uh, potential. Okay, okay. Then we get into the running backs. Uh, very exciting stuff on my end. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is back off of a bye week. Hopefully Sam Darnold's playing, so that'll spread the offense out a little bit. Uh, the Jets' offense is not good, and so that that is scary, but the thing that's great about Le'Veon Bell is he is their offense. Right. And he has no choice but to get 30-plus touches a game uh, on the passing and uh, rushing combined. Yeah. And so, so that's great. And uh, Aaron Jones um, now has an expanded role with his uh, handcuff being injured. I'm not sure how he's doing, but he was, he was uh, taken out of the game last week and so he's doing okay yeah, he's yeah. healthy he's healthy but he's not he's, oh, okay. he's, he's only he's only probable well I think okay. he's sorry questionable for next game so we'll see okay so that that's that's there and uh, so I see my running backs as uh, favorable against Marlon Mack who says probable I'm not, I'm not sure what's going on there yeah uh, I'm just happy I don't have to go against uh, Carrion Johnson Carrion's been looking solid so I'm yes. dodging a bullet with Carrion mm-hmm. and picked up Jordan Howard who had a game he did last week a great game here's the thing about the Eagles offense uh, so up in Philly I was talking with uh, this guy Ryan he helps out with the A1 foundation uh, with Carson and he was like Jordan Howard is the guy he's gonna be the guy this next year really like, really he was like he was like yeah that's that's what's been going around like Jordan's gonna be the guy and so it scares me that he had a breakout game because that might mean that he's going to become the guy how interesting <laughs> that's, that's insider knowledge yeah here seriously. In Philly. Um, so that's a that's a reliable source i mean that's 
it's Carson's employee, basically. So, uh, I don't, that's, yeah. So, scary. They wow. only had a breakout game. The Jets stink. And so, Jordan Howard could uh, exceed his projections and put up a solid 20 plus, yeah. 25 maybe. Astute, astute so, observation there. So, the, the ceiling's pretty high with Jordan Howard. Um, the only reason why I didn't bid towards him and I bid towards uh, Ronald McDonald Jones the second yeah. <laughs> is because I think that the Eagles offense is super spread out at the running back position and they, they kind of just uh, spread the well off. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's scary. I, I want more of a, a consistent output and I think that uh, Ronald Jones proved last week that he could become the number one guy uh, yeah. consistently. I think you're right. There, there's so much talent in the Eagles' offense uh, for running backs that they just kind of spread it out. It's fair. It's a fair assessment for sure, as I do think Ronald is the guy in Tampa Bay, and he's only been gaining more momentum with that, whereas you're right. Jordan Howard, Miles Sanders, Darren Sproles, they all get touches, and it makes it really hard. Uh, snap percentage for Jordan Howard uh, with his uptick went from 23%, 22%, 33% to 53%, which I think is significant, yeah. and you're right. Like If that's the trend, then you're right. He's got some upside and definitely uh, could could bust that ceiling wide open. Yeah, and so that's that's at the running back. I think I've got him in the running back uh, position. But then we get to his wide receivers, mm-hmm. and maybe not the best uh, numbers. But when you talk about stars, I mean Odell Beckham Jr. and Amari Cooper come up. Amari has yeah. had a better season thus far. Dak looks great. Um, Maybe not the best week last week against the Saints, but uh, I mean those are those are two superstars, right? Odell Beckham Jr. and Amari Cooper yep. against Tyler Boyd and Cortland Sutton. Who are those guys? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll tell you who they are. <laughs> they are consistent. Uh, Tyler Boyd had a, a terrible week this past week because uh, of Andy Dalton. Hence, when I dropped in and picked up Sam Darnold. Yeah. Uh, Cortland Sutton, I believe, has proven that he is the wide receiver one at the Broncos, so that's exciting. Man. I've also got T.Y. Hilton and uh, John Brown and Sterling Shepard. I'm pretty deep on the wide receiver uh, position, so I think Cook mentioned it in the power rankings. I have a lot of decisions to make uh, with the wide receiver and flex options. I've got plenty of starters Right. In that realm, so I might even put up a sleeper poll and ask uh, the crowd what I should do, and hopefully serve Cook his first L. So then we get into uh, the tight ends. I mean, Travis Kelsey. He's the winner, hands down. He's, He's the going up against the Indianapolis Colts this next week, and I just expect him to have a day. Have a day, sir. Have a day. Hopefully, uh, we're talking twenty plus. Yeah. And uh, OJ Howard. Um, it's just he's just another tight end in a, a three tight end league, maybe a four tight end league. Who knows? Uh, Austin Hooper looks pretty solid. Yeah, he's he's been consistent. But good point. I'd like to st- I'd like for him to prove himself before we get out of that three tight end league, or yeah. maybe even Kittle swaps with Hooper because I don't I don't know what Kittle's been doing uh, this year. I don't know if he had a good week this past week, but I kind of just forgot about him. Yeah. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, but yeah, with an output with uh, with OJ Howard of three point two 
on 79% of the snaps, uh, zero points, uh, a goose egg, some would say, on 92% of the snaps, his highest percentage of the, this year, getting zero points, and then 8.1 and 4.8. Uh, yeah, that's not going to get it done. Well, I mean, it's going to have to get it done because we don't have a whole lot of tight ends in the league, but in matchup to Zeus, uh, as you call him, or Travis Kelsey, it, uh, it is merely a, a speck to a giant. Yeah, it's it's uh so it's exciting. I think that uh, a while ago in the pod, Eric J said it's just nice having a consistent guy to go to at that tight end position. Unbelievable. Um, so having that stability there has been a dream, and so I, I enjoy uh, having Travis there, and so hopefully a, a big difference between Travis Elsie and uh, OJ Howard this next week. Yeah. That'll be very great. Uh, and then we get into the flex position. T.Y. Hilton is questionable. Uh, probably won't play against uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. I mean, those are two big-name wide receivers, and those are our flex options. Right. Granted, T.Y. Hilton should probably be in my wide receiver one, wide receiver two spot if he can play. But I've just got him there uh, just in case. So Juju is a great wide receiver. Um, he had a, a really low-scoring game against the Bengals. Maybe he got injured. Uh, I'm not sure. That's, that's surprising because I know that the Steelers – yeah. Yeah. Watch the game. It was. Uh, it was interesting. They. I mean, it was. It was a slow burn. It was more a story of how bad the Bengals were than it was how good the Steelers could be with their new quarterback. So okay. we've yet to see with the new quarterback whether or not he's going to be able to find Juju consistently. I know seven targets last game. Whenever he actually, I don't know, was playing his whole game with them, and. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, we're yet to see. Juju's a, a class act, though, something that we'll be watching throughout the season for sure. But, yeah, I don't know. If you're saying that Hilton's going to be questionable against Juju, it does. Like, as from a from a Cook standpoint, you have to continue to play Juju just because you drafted him in the uh, – I mean, you drafted him in this, with your second pick for the whole entire season. So you're going to continue to play this man to try to get some value out of him. But – yeah, you're right. I mean, if Hilton plays, I like to see. I'd like to think that he's got a higher upside this season than Juju does. But if Hilton doesn't play, then who are you going to swap in there? Uh, so if Hilton doesn't play, I've got Sterling Shepard. Uh, right. Daniel Jones looked solid, uh, not as solid this past week after uh, the defense has had some tape to look at. But I think that he's got some confidence, um, and Sterling Shepard has looked great these past couple weeks. Uh, John Brown is also a great option, uh, but it's also the flex position. So right. I've got James White and Ronald Jones sitting there. So I've got four options, and that's that's what I'm getting at with the uh, with that depth and uh, kind of the decision that I have to make moving forward. I'll I'll, uh, I'll tap into the resources I have here in the league and ask the experts. Like uh, I'm not going to name any names. I don't want to guess anybody up. Wow, nice way to way to keep that close to the vest. If you've got experts, yeah. then leave them alone. Leave him alone, Mister yeah. Three and One. You stay. You stay with your own. You keep those close to the vest. Um, so that's the flex spot, and then we've got the kicker and defense position. Uh, I, I don't know what you think about kicker Greg Zerlins. Obviously, I mean he's 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 a stud. It's, um, it's Greg the leg. Greg the leg, exactly. Greg yeah. the leg. Uh, it's Greg the leg. Kaimi Fairbairn was a, a league winner. I think you might remember that, um, but. He has been doing very poorly, so it's, it's a kicker <laughs> position. Anything can happen. Right. Uh, but no. I, I will say, 
the two best defenses in the league yes. going up Yes, dude, I'm other. so excited about this, not only for a fantasy matchup, but I will say it's worth noting, I think your Bears pick early. Uh, you picked them in the eighth round, 8.6. Um, yeah, you could have had – I mean, it went. they went a, a round, almost a round and a half uh, before the next defense of the Los Angeles Rams by myself. Um, I wanted the Bears. I wanted them badly. But you went early. You got what you liked. And I will say that it's panned off for you because they are a solid number two yes. defense. Only number – Two to the New Orleans New Orleans Patriots or the New New England Patriots, which have had an absolute crap show of teams that they've been playing. So I still take the Chicago Bears uh, as definitely the number one defense they've produced for you, and they're only looking better and better every single game that I've watched. So that's great. But man, that Pat's defense, I'm telling you, it I I, I project them to be. Closer to the tenth ranked defense wow. by the by the by their bye. Honestly, they can't keep this up. They have hands down the easiest schedule in the whole entire NFL, and they're the best team, or with Kansas City as the best team, which is just ridiculous. So I don't I don't know, but I want to hear your thoughts about this defensive matchup. You've been riding with the Bears week after week, and you've got to love that feeling. What do you think about this defensive matchup? Who wins? Oh, so uh, I guess when you look at the the Patriots and their matchups, Miami, New York Jets, Buffalo Bills. Uh, I, I could score 35 fantasy points against them. Yeah, that's nuts. Um, the Redskins, not a great team. So right. I, I think that they're going to be right in that wheelhouse. I, I predict a 16-point a outing by the New England Patriots. That's high. That's high. Yeah. Um, I, I just see them like, keeping the foot on the gas there. Um, okay, what do you say about the Bears, Bears going up against Oakland here? Yeah, so I haven't, I don't have the NFL package or, or uh, the red zone, anything, so I haven't been able to watch games, so I'm not sure what Oakland is looking like. I'll tell you right now, they're not that great. They're not that yeah. great. Yeah, I don't, I don't think many people know. Uh, because Oakland is irrelevant. And I, I think that uh, other than their running back, um, Josh Jacobs, Jingleheimer Smith, I'm, yeah. just, I'm just saying that to make you feel comfortable. Thank um, you so much. Thank you. I think that the Bears are going to destroy them. <laughs> no. Um, in all fairness, they just destroyed the number one running back in our effing fantasy football league. If yeah. you think Josh Jacobs is going to render a different result, sir, I think you are – brilliantly mistaken because the Bears are going to run Josh Jacobs into the ground and it's going to be an absolute pap show for my team this week. It's going to be a disaster. Yeah, I hope Khalil Mack uh, ends people's lives this uh, Sunday. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So do you think you win? Just for the game. I I, I wish no no injury on you. No, no, no. We don't do that on the pod. We don't wish any players... Ill. Just emotional distress because Absolutely. they're horrified. Yes. Yes. So you don't think there's any chance that the Bears come out and uh, sneak out a better fantasy, fantasy outing? I a 17-point outing. Oh, so it's going to be neck and neck. Super, super high scoring. Uh, both teams are playing poor offenses. Both teams have amazing defense. I think it's going to be super awesome. Wow. Uh, great matchup there. You, uh, you, I do. I predict the Bears – Stealing uh, the week. Wow. 
slightly. That's amazing. I love that. I love to hear that. Because, uh, yeah, the Bears are definitely going to win against Oakland. That's for sure. But it's uh, it's what they're going to do on the defensive side that you're you're worried about. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's really interesting. That's a good breakdown of the matchups. And so just to go over some details here, you've got Lamar Jackson winning the quarterback position. You've got you winning the running back position. You have him winning the wide receiver position. You have you winning the tight end position. So right now, I mean, it really is back and forth, but with quarterbacks, Cook, with running backs, you, with wide receivers, Cook, with tight end, you, you're even. You go into the flex position with your depth. It's going to be a bit of a wash on the flex spot. Kickers are always kind of a wash, and the defense are going to be similar in value with their matchups. So you're right. I mean, I need to uh, give me your point differential on the victory by either you or Cook. What is the how 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 little are you losing by, or how much are you winning by? Yes, yeah, so I think this is a super exciting matchup because we're both uh, newcomers and we're sitting at the number one and number two spot in the league according to the sleeper uh, ranking, not according to no. the power <laughs> rankings. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I think it's super exciting. I've said numbers like the 17, 16, like those are just pulled out of the air. Um, not too much weight to those. Sure. I think that this is a real prediction um, that I want you all to remember me saying. Here it is. I think that whoever wins the defensive battle of this game wins the week. Wow, I love that. I love to look to that. As both of the games are going to be at 1 o'clock. Both of the games are going to be at 1 o'clock, Griffin. This is going to be great. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I truly do believe whoever wins the defensive matchup wins the week. It's very even peeled uh, throughout the whole team, but say the Bears put up a, a donut or a below five. Yeah. I think the Patriots are probably going to put 20, and that's a 15-point advantage on in other teams not as important position in this matchup I think that's super important I think whoever wins the defensive side of things will take the dub wow. I predict a five point victory for the scruff Wow, giving him the first L, having carry on Johnson on his bye is going to hurt him deeply. Scruff the McGruff musters out a win by five measly points. Man, I am a uh, I'm getting pretty excited about it. I'm not going to lie. This I'm is. Uh, I think that this is a clear matchup of the week. Wow. Um, I'm a little biased because I'm a part of it, but sure. high-scoring teams, yeah. top two teams, crazy. Yeah. The crazy only other matchup. only other matchup worth discussion is the Chubbs versus Jimmy. Both three and one guys going head to head again. Again, powerhouse Great. teams just going right at it. So the top four in the league, right there, are in a matchup. We're going to find some polarization in the league, if you will. We're going to start to this week is going to be the week where we really start to see some some gaps in between the bottom tier and the upper tier. So, wow, yeah, that's exciting. That's exciting. I love it. Great analysis, Griffin. Thanks. Good freaking stuff there. I love it. Um, wow. With that breakdown accomplished, we move on to what will be our our, our closing thoughts uh, as as we end our conversation with with Griffin. Um, what uh, if you have anything that you'd like to share with the league? You've got their ear. You've got their ear right now. So if you want to discuss, maybe. 
some trade topics or maybe what uh, maybe what your team needs or what you're willing to let go of or simply just stating that you're the best fantasy manager out there, I'd like for you to take wow. this moment to, to share what it is that you you want to share. Wow. Yeah, I absolutely want to share a reminder of be teachable. Uh, learn <laughs> from your mistakes. Very the Kyler Murray trade was a mistake. Yeah. I learned from it, and I will be more patient in the future with negotiations. That being said, I'm very happy about my depth in the squad, so I'm not really looking for too much. But name your price uh, for anybody you want on my team. Uh, if you want Travis Kelsey, you're going to have to roll out the big bucks. I'm really open to any trade offer. Hmm. It's just uh, I will be patient this time. I won't feel rushed uh, because of that good lesson. Um so that's, that's the fantasy side of things. Life side of things, it's been fun. Lots of life change. Um, lots of transition up here in, in Philly. I'm here until April, so it's, it's been good. Hopefully, uh, so this was the uh, future conversation. Hopefully, my next rotation will be in Winchester, Kentucky, which means wow. I will be in Kentucky from uh, April to December. Are you serious? Which means I could be in town for the beginning of our next season and, more importantly, the draft. Whoa! You heard it here first. That's a bomb right there. That's amazing. That's great news, Griffin. Yeah, that is Wow, I love that. Okay, great. Wow, I didn't even realize that it was in a rotation. I thought you were just in Philly uh, indefinitely, but... No, yeah, my job is a... It's a two-year development program, three eight-month rotations. So... I'm in Philly until April. I'll find out in February where I will move next. Uh, it's all over the place. Uh, potential spots are San Diego, Kansas City, St. Petersburg, Florida, uh, Winchester, Kentucky would be awesome. So what? who knows? I, I could be in Kansas City with Patty. Hold up. Hold on. Can you go through that list of cities again? And just, I want to, in contrast to every other city you mentioned, Winchester, Kentucky is one. Go ahead. List them off again. What are they? It's amazing. Uh, San Diego, Kansas City, St. Petersburg, Florida. What the frick? Winchester, Kentucky. Why? Why is it in the mix? Why is that even in the discussion? Uh, There was a, a healthcare company in Winchester and it was purchased by Catalan, which is the company that I work for. And then they, they, uh, changed it into a commercial operations. Uh, wow. That's, that's hilarious. That's hilarious that it's Winchester. That's amazing. Wow. Well, I won't, uh, I'll, 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 I'll hope and pray that wherever you end up is where you're supposed to be. But, man, if it's in Winchester for the draft next year, we're obviously going to love to have you. We're going to love to have you. That's for darn sure. Shouts out to Cook. I don't know what he's doing in Pikeville, but uh, maybe maybe we could try to anticipate him making the drive for the draft. And just having a full-person draft day would, oh, it would just sizzle my grits. It would just, oh, I'd cook them real good. That would be great. (laughs) Oh, man. That would be great. That's fantastic. That's great. Is there anything else you'd like to share while you've got the people's ear? Uh, I miss my brother Connor a ton. Yeah. Hope he's doing well. Uh, I was talking to mom earlier, and she said that he's doing fine. He hasn't really been keeping up with me at all, at all so it's okay, whatever. Yeah, um, it's just bigger brother things. Just, yeah. I think that uh, the final 
final note that I would like to to give the pod is thank you so much for your time. I hope mm. that this pod has given you the content that you are hungry for. Oh, yeah, I, uh, I miss y'all, and I'm excited to see you guys in the future. But yeah, I will I will re-extend that invitation to call me whenever. I uh, would wow. love to give you some more in-depth life updates about job and uh, the church that I'm involved with and the ministry stuff that, that's been going on. So Man. Um, please do. I love you guys. That's wow. I love that. And as I, as I speak for the league, we love you back, and we appreciate your time, Mr. Fulkerson, and I will assure you right now you did a great job on the pod. This is the content that everybody's been asking for, and I'll let you know that you uh, you itched him right in the right spot. So really, really happy that we were able to get this done, my friend, my man. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to bid you adieu and say have a great night, my man. It's 949. We're wrapping this up. I'm going to try to get it out tonight. You know that. Uh, and then you can maybe listen to it while you're, you're sleeping, sleeping your little sweet dreams. But we love you, Griffin. Thanks for your time, brother. Love you guys. All right. See you, man. See you. Clear eyes, full hearts. Can't lose. Let's hear it, gentlemen. Clear eyes, full hearts. Let's go play some football. Let's go. Baby.